what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. We're going to talk today about how you can get anything you want, (laughs) but also more specifically, the God of restoration. I feel like this is so, so important, particularly when you are on a journey with God or if you're new to faith walking in general, it could feel really scary at times. And there's so many unknowns, but the one thing that we can count on, the one known is God and the fact that he is faithful, that he is sovereign, that he's good, that he's provider, that he's great counselor, prince of peace, so many names, right? And so sometimes as a believer, it's it's really deciding who who does God want to show up for you as in this season? Have you ever asked yourself that? Who does God really want to show himself strong as in your life in this season? So I want to start by walking through a process um, and then bringing into bringing you into restoration and a prophecy about restoration. So exciting stuff. All right. So first and foremost, this is a scripture from Romans 8, 19 to 21. It says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Such a powerful verse. But as a believer, this is actually a call to action. We we have been given authority. We've been given power. <laughs> and a lot of times we, we can forget this and we don't live from it or we don't operate from it. But governing is really serious business. Really ruling and reigning in our own lives is serious business. And so I just want you to consider at the top of this podcast today, over what has God given you to govern, right? And really think about this. Take time today or whenever you want to create some space to contemplate where you may lack God's leadership in areas of your rulership. And in a way that I out myself with this Speaking of spirit-filled real talk and me walking my own talk, a way that I out myself with this is really thinking through areas where maybe I'm leaning on my own understanding or I'm trying to, or I feel pressured to figure things out or there's just pressure in general to get something done or to make something happen. That's where I'm lacking rulership. I'm not trusting, I'm not submitted, I'm not surrendered, right? And that's an opportunity for God to really show up strong in your weakness and help you to navigate differently, okay? Now, the other thing too, Genesis 1.26 says this, 
God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule or have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all of the earth, and over all of the creatures that move along the ground. Okay? So this is really, again, how we govern different areas of our life. And really what government is, is it's really about order and influence and administration, and distribution, and protection, and maintenance, and accountability, and responsibility, and productivity, okay? And these are all really healthy things. But really what's happening here with governing as well is that it's incorporating concepts of both power and authority. So both authority and power must be in balance for government to be successful, okay? Authority is not a bad word. (laughs) It has to do with responsibility while power has to do with ability. Authority has to do with empowerment and power focuses on exercising our authority or the ability that we have to make change, to influence the earth with the kingdom of heaven, right? Think about this. Whether you are giving governing power over a job, over your family, over a business, over ministry, over yourself, or over a social activity, think about this when it comes to areas of order, influence, maintenance, accountability, responsibility, productivity. Where might you need to improve? I just want you to think about that because while God is a God of restoration, there is our part and there is God's part. And really what I want to just set up here and remind you of today is <laughs> that you are somebody that is power and authority. You are equipped with power and authority, meaning you have ability and you are empowered. Why? If you have the spirit of God on the inside of you, that is what is given to you. Power empowerment and authority, right? So our responsibility is to activate and utilize these beautiful tools that we've been given. So I just want to give you a new perspective about that and where maybe you haven't been living in your empowered authority. Just consider that. Maybe jot down some areas that can become prayer points because really what you can do with that is you can take those areas that are being highlighted and have a conversation with God about that. God, how would you have me change this area? Give me strength, give me wisdom, give me divine strategies. And God absolutely will. He absolutely will. So we all as leaders should really be asking ourselves, where do we need to improve? Where do we lack in leadership? And where can we really ask God to show up strong in our weakness? Okay. Now, the other thing that I want to share before I walk you through some steps and before I give you this prophecy here is that you, if you identify as a leader, never want to be spiritually hearing impaired, okay? And I say that not in a disingenuous way at all, not in a insensitive way. This is something that, again, is another call to order for myself. I never want to be spiritually hearing impaired. And what do I mean by that? This is really about discernment, okay? And discernment is one of those topics that is low on the radar (laughs) in what we talk about, but it's so vitally necessary to our spiritual walk to really be able to discern what is God, what is me, and what is the enemy, okay? 
so important. And there's a lot of subtleties involved in this too, but it's so important to be able to have eyes to see and ears to hear God and what God is leading, how God is guiding, right? When we as leaders or when we have leaders that aren't being led, here's what happened. Recycled seasons, recycled pain and confusion are imminent. They're going to happen. It's inevitable, right? Because if you're not being led by the Spirit of God, what are you being led by? Right? And unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand. Okay? So you might think that you're making some progress, but it's only a matter of time before that crumbles. So discernment comes from an intimate relationship with God. And you don't want to not have this relationship. This isn't something that you want to put off, right? The word is clear. Seek the kingdom first and all those other things that you're running after, pursuing, chasing after will be added unto you. So you almost have to invert this or flip the narrative, flip the script in your life and decide, I'm going to prioritize my pursuit of God. I'm going to prioritize my relationship with God. And as a believer, that is my strategy to get anything that God wants me to have. Because not every good thing is a God thing. Amen? Okay, now I will give you some strategy also. Do not fear. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. We can have, quote unquote, everything materialistically speaking, right? But if we can only hear our own opinion, if we can only hear our own ego or what the culture is saying, that's a whole problem. And we don't want that. So I just want to encourage you to prioritize your relationship with God. No matter where you are, you have to start with where you're at. So be honest about where you at, where you at, <laughs> where you're at and start. You know, there was a time, shamelessly, I'll share this, right? Where I didn't have a Bible, which means I wasn't reading it, which what was I being led by? Myself and the culture, right? So I had to humble myself and decide, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go find a Bible that is speaking to me. I'm going to get some devotionals because I need some help. I don't know where to start. I'm going to start reading this Bible and I'm going to commit to doing that for a period of time just to see if I can build a track record with God, just to see if the word will become active to me, just to see if I'll be able to literally lay down my life of self-direction uh-huh, and independence from God and start being spirit-led. I want to see if that's possible. I want to know if I can have a relationship with God. I want to know if I can be led by God, if I can hear God, right? If I'm really cared for and treasured by God, I need to explore this for myself. Nobody else is going to do that for me. So if you're there, that is the best place to start. But no matter where you are in your journey, just come back to God, okay? We need in this time, in this season, and we always have, but especially now, we need spiritually discerning leaders. So just think about that. Do you have an ear to hear so that you can lead yourself, your relationships, your family, your business, your ministry, or even this generation? Think about that. We are called to do that. So it's all about what has God given us to govern, to care for, to rule and reign over, to protect, to prophesy over, to pray and intercede for. What has God given you, right? When you don't know what to do, pursue God, prioritize God and let him add all the other things that you're actually prepared for and that he has already laid up for you in this season, okay? So I just wanna encourage you with that first and foremost. And then here's some practical ways 
to really get what you want as well. And I, I'm using this language and these words specifically. You know, the world is really like, I want it now. I want it my way or the highway, right? Like there's just all of this crazy stuff. Like I'm gonna teach you how I made it happen and how awesome I am. And so this is not going down that path, okay? But these are practical strategies to help you get clarity. And I recommend bringing these before God or doing this with Holy Spirit. This is how you can activate dreaming with God. This is how you can bring more vision. You can write the vision and make it plain. And this is also a a template or a guide, if you will, that helps you to really own and accept that as a born again believer, God puts a new heart in you. So you can trust that the desires of your heart are what God wants for you, right? That you're worthy of these desires that he's given you. He's the one that's put them there. Okay. And so part of your responsibility is stewarding them and seeing them through and manifesting the fullness of what those are. They're very specific and unique to you and your path. Okay. So here are three things. Number one, when it comes to making change or accepting more leadership, You've got to get clear. You've got to decide what it is that your desire is. What is the desire of your heart? What is it that you want, right? What are you hoping for? What are you believing for? What did you maybe stop believing for? Clarity is power. So get crystal clear on what this is and be as specific as possible about it. Be bold with faith, okay? And the thing is... (laughs) When we decide that we're going to step out on what God has given us and what God has revealed to us, you got to fully commit to it also. So keep that in mind. It's going to require some faith moves. You've got to fully commit to it. And before you get any proof that it's happening, that there's evidence of it happening, before you get any proof, you must, you must believe it. Okay? So decide what you want, whether these are You know, is it a personal victory? Is it a shift in your relationship? Is it launching a a business or a ministry? Is it um, initiating some sort of campaign? What is it? Just get super clear and decide what it is that you want. Decide, right? Again, this is using your empowerment. This is using your ability. You have the empowerment to make good and wise decisions. So number one, decide. Number two, really jot down, and even if you want to just list these things, decide why you want what it is that you want. Why is that desire so important to you? What will it mean when that comes to pass in your life and you co-create that with God? Who will you become in the process of bringing that forth? into the world? What will that require of you? How will your life and your lifestyle be different once that happens, once that occurs in your life? We often don't do this work. 
we don't get clear on why. Here's what we do. We get clear on why it's not going to happen. We look at all the evidence why it's impossible. We look at all the resources we don't have. But what we don't do is we don't get clear on why and what is possible. We activate fear, not faith. So stop that. Flip the script right now. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? And actually get clear on why you want it. If you are allowed to have what you want, why do you want it? Be clear about that because in the process, and God always takes us on a process, purpose is going to be what fuels the persistence. It's what gives you the drive, the endurance, especially when times are hard and the questions come or you make mistakes or you feel like you're getting off the path somehow or you're drifting or you're distracted or you're overwhelmed, right? There's going to be different giants, if you will, or challenges that you face. So purpose and getting really clear on this and doing that inner work of being bold and brave enough to write it out and make it plain, that will fuel your persistence, particularly in those intense moments, all right? Number three, And this one is just as important. So don't skip this one. (laughs) Eliminate excuses. All right. We have a habit of making excuses. And I want to give you another way to look at these. This is really practicing the habit of self-deception. Yeah, I know that's crazy, right? But literally, when we're making excuses, when we're talking ourselves out of things, when we're saying all the reasons why we can't do something, We're practicing the habit of self-deception. And nobody operates well when they're deceived, right? It's not a fun place to be. And so you have control over that. (laughs) You have authority over that. You have empowerment, okay? You don't have to do that. So I want to give you an example of how subtle this can be sometimes because, again, God often operates in subtleties. So we've got to catch these things and become more self-aware to live more intentionally, consciously, and empowered, okay? So here's the simple difference. I can't do something, all right, or I won't do something. One says, I don't have any power. The other one says, I'm empowered. I actually have 100% responsibility and agency over my life. I don't get to blame anybody. I don't get to out anybody. I don't get to murmur, complain, murr. Like none of that. I actually have 100% agency, responsibility, and authority over my life. God gave that to me. So if I say I can't, is that true? If I'm actually honest, maybe it's I won't. Okay? And just be real with yourself. Integrity is everything. So if you're lying to yourself... You might be lying to other people too, and that's never a good habit to practice. So here's the thing. We say, for example, oh, I can't go to that event, when really I won't go to that event because I'm prioritizing something else, or I just don't feel like it. But it's not that I can't go, because if I really were determined to, I'd go. With me? Or we say that I can't get my health back on track. Is that true? Or is it I won't? get my health back on track, right? Or we say, I can't make this change in my life, whatever that might be. Or is it that you won't? Maybe it's because you're afraid of failure or you don't have the the work ethic or the discipline right now to make the change or you're, you're not willing to take the first step, right? 
But this and being able to call yourself out is huge in terms of accepting responsibility for your life and being radically responsible for your life, okay? There's a truth here that, you know, we we ultimately, and I get this, believe me, I do, we, we don't get to decide what life has handed to us or how we've started or, or necessarily some of the things that we're facing. However, we do get to decide to take responsibility for how and, and where we go from here and what we're going to do from here. There's no amount of blame, blame shifting, projecting, murmuring, complaining that will change your life. Okay? So instead of saying can't, practice saying won't. Okay, because sometimes too, when we say won't, we're like, ooh, ooh, like I'm actually afraid to admit that I won't do that. Is is that really how I want to show up? Or do I want to activate my spiritual faculties and show up here? Because if it's not by might or by power, but by the spirit of the Lord, maybe Holy Spirit will help me here. If God really shows up strong in my weakness, how can I ask for help? How can I ask for strength? How can I ask for wisdom? How can I ask for discernment? Just ask. (laughs) Sometimes we overcomplicate things and we do that by starting with I can't. Stop that. Okay. This one is a bonus and it's all about taking action. Again, faith moves because faith without works is dead. Okay. So there, there's a work a work that is different from the hustle and the force and the push of the world, okay? And this is operating in the rhythms of grace. I think it might even be the message or the passion translation that uses that exact wording, but there's a difference between pressure and force in this pace of grace, okay? And there's a way that we can live from the rest of God. So we can still make faith moves, right? But we're doing it from a place of rest. We're not doing it from anxiety. We're not doing it from pressure. We're not doing it from stress. We're not doing it from overwhelm. We're not doing it from control or manipulation or force, right? But we're resting in God and we're being led by God. And then we're taking the steps of obedience as he reveals them, right? I like to say, be instantly obedient, Okay, because even procrastination is disobedience, right? What if God needed you to call that person the moment he put it on your heart? What if God needed you to text that person the minute he put it on your heart? What if God needed you to go live on social media the minute he gave you that impression, right? It might not make any sense to you, but will you be instantly obedient? And action is really where you build this momentum and you build this track record of God of moving in faith as he leads you and you start to build a track record with God and really see how he shows up and you can trust his leading. Okay. And you don't, you don't build that by thinking about it. You build it by moving. All right. Now this next little bonus piece before I move into restoration here and just encourage your spirit is 20 ways. What are 20 ways that this desire that you have can be accomplished? 20 ways that it's possible, 20 ways that it can happen. Just write them down because what these 20 ways create are 20 ways that you can actually take one of those steps. You can knock off one of 20 today, right? So what are 20 ways that this is possible? And I just invite you to do this with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, reveal to me 20 ways that this can happen because God can do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all you dare ask, think, or imagine. So what are 20 things that you can imagine 
right now. Draft those things, get them on paper, list them out, right? And then get moving, okay? <laughs> so again, just to recap of these, number one is decide what you want. Really just write down clearly and specifically because clarity is power, the desire of your heart. Number two, really develop and express why you want that. Number three, eliminate excuses and the habit of self-deve... <laughs> eliminate excuses and the habit of self-deception. And then take action. And if you struggle with taking action, decide that you will. <laughs> and give yourself 20 ways, draft those up. Use your imagination to come up with 20 ways that this is possible. And those will reveal at least your next step and invite Holy Spirit into that process if you're really struggling. Okay? All right. Now let's transition into this next step here. All right? And this is about the restoration of God. Okay? So here we go. I really was led to connect this to this message. I think it's so, so important because God is in the restoration business and if you're somebody that that is similar to myself even, that had a lot of brokenness, had a lot of pain, had a lot of trauma, had to, had to really walk through a lot of things that in your own strength, and your own understanding, you didn't see a way that God could ever work those things for good. That can feel like a really defeating place to live from. That can feel like, why would I ever dream again? <laughs> that can be very hopeless. It could cause you to li really live from a place of being a victim or an orphan spirit or powerlessness. And it's just unhealthy to live from that place over time. So I really just want to encourage your spirit today by reminding you that yes, you have a part and God has a part in the things that you can't control. God is the God of restoration. And I've watched God restore over and over because God is a, is a provider, right? And as soon as the enemy or even just humanity like breaks something, God begins a plan of restoration in his heart and mind and then brings spiritual resource to it so he can recreate us. He brings us to complete redemption. And when you begin to understand him as your provider, he will restore what was lost or he will recreate the opportunity. And that is gives you confidence, that gives you hope, that gives you this expectancy that God is good. Yes, man may have failed you, circumstances may have failed you, but God never fails and he gives confidence. And God would never hear this. God would never require us to go through such an awful process or experience if on the other end there wasn't a great victory. There's always a great victory on the other side. So I just want to share this prophecy with you, okay? The Father, as provider, sent Jesus to restore all things. He knows your loss deeper than anyone. He's going to restore to you more than what was lost. You may have lost family, friends, significance, identity, or it may be something more practical like a contract business, property, legal case, inheritance, award, finances, or any number of things. But God is the God of redemption. He is our provider. This means he can restore you as if you never had a loss. 
He can also recreate another opportunity that will satisfy the desire he placed in your heart. Amen. (laughs) And the people said amen. So I just want to encourage you with that, that really champions, leaders, anybody that listens to this podcast has the courage to keep turning the page because they know a better chapter is ahead. And that is absolutely true of your faith walk with God. He promises to give you a future and a hope. His plans for you are good. They're not for evil. They're not for your destruction. Okay. You may have walked through destruction, which is the enemy, but God may have allowed it. But if he allowed it, it's because he already has a plan at work for your restoration. He already has a set time for victory, for redemption, for completeness, for wholeness, right? So I just want to encourage you with that as you really think through these desires that God placed on your heart and how you can rule and reign and be faithful to steward well what he's given you and how you can multiply what he's given you by appreciating what you do have now and then how you can also trust him with those things that you do have in your heart, these secret petitions of your heart that maybe only you know right? That maybe you've cried before God about and he's collected every tear, but he still, even now, even now has a plan for your restoration. So I just release that over you. I bless you with that on today. And I hope this message blessed you. If it did, there's some ways that you can bless me too. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast and also leave a comment and rate the podcast. That's one of the ways that it, it really gets out to more people and more people need to be encouraged and inspired and built up in God. So I just would be so grateful if you would do that. And then as far as other ways to connect with me, there's some exciting things coming down the pipeline. So number one, you can visit julianapage.com. That's where I'll have a lot of updates and things for you. Number two, make sure you hop on the newsletter. I am intentional about what I share with folks. I don't like spam, but I do like encouraging you and helping you have fun with your inbox. So if you haven't subscribed to my newsletter, make sure that you do that. And then as far as resources and things, there's all sorts of courses and coaching and books and ways that we can connect on julianapage.com. So make sure that you check that out. There are two new books out currently. One of them is called Rule and Reign, the Faith Walker Manual, which is very timely for this episode of the podcast. So you can find that on julianapage.com or over on Amazon. The other one is called Stepping into Royalty, which is also on Amazon or julianapage.com. And in October, we are launching the God's Vibes Masterminds so, so powerful. I believe in the power of testimony. I believe in the power of community and accountability and just collective, collectively moving together and praying for together and interceding together towards desires of each other's hearts and doing that in a safe and private space. It is a community where not only will you have coaching and live coaching and hot seat coaching and at weekly live trainings, but you'll also have access to five different courses that you'll just have lifetime access to. So the God's Vibes Mastermind, you can find more about that and apply for it over at julianapage.com. We do want to just keep a reserved number of spots. So if that's something that you're like, oh my God, this is answering my prayer, go check that out. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed. Stay blessed.